Hey everybody, it's Mitch Halleck here, owner, maker, creator of Terrific Con, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con. But you know that already if you're listening to this podcast. Hey, before I get into the, today's interview with uh, my good pal and yours, Paul Kupperberg, where we talk about all things related to Peacemaker and Doom Patrol and all the other things that Paul's done. Uh, real sad note here, uh, Neil Adams passed away the other day at age 80. Uh, he'd been sick for the last year or so with uh, sepsis, which is a nasty disease. And, uh, you know, he was a strong man. Like, he reminds me of my grandfather. My grandfather was a a short guy, but he was like Popeye. You know, he had these big arms and he could like, you know, knock over a bear if he had to and punch a wall and then, you know, sit down. And Neil was a lot like that too. I mean, he was this big sturdy figure that you'd see at the shows and he just radiated confidence and talent and those things that, you know, like baseball players like Mickey Mantle has, they go up there and they point and Babe Ruth, they, they hit a home run exactly where they point their finger at or something like that. And that was Neil Adams. You like, you give the guy a pencil and paper and anything that was going to come out was going to be a home run. So it was really, really a shock to see that he's not going to be there anymore. Now I've had the good fortune of having Neil Adams at my shows, my my comic book conventions here in Connecticut, all the way back to 2014. Or I'm sorry, yeah, 2014. And I remember going to New York City. He was at one of those Big Apple shows. It was Mike Carbo Big Apple shows. And I was going there with the intent to invite him to come to my first ever three-day convention. And I was so worried about this show because it was going to cost me $80,000 out of my bank account. Because all these cons that I put on, I'm not a billion-dollar corporation. I don't have any sponsors. I don't have anybody else's money. When you go to a Mitch Halleck show, know the fact that that's my family's money that's been spent on that event. So I was scared poopless on this whole three-day show in Bridgeport. So I figured I needed a, a heavy hitter and a ringer, a headliner, somebody that's going to bring the crowds in. And sure enough, I go up to Neil, I speak to him, and I you know, summon the courage to invite him. And he's like, Bridgeport, Bridgeport, Connecticut? We lived for a while in Stratford. I like Connecticut. I got a lot of friends there. Dick Giordano lived there and Frank McLaughlin. He starts rattling off all these uh, older comic book artists that I had known and editors and writers and such. So he's, yeah, I'll do it. No problem. And here's my email. Talk to my wife, Marilyn. So Marilyn and I figured it all out. And there he was. He had this booth. He said, I, I need a booth about 24 feet, about five five tables or eight tables or whatever the hell it was. So he had, it was a hockey rink. So Neil was basically one end of the hockey rink. It was this massive display. And so many people came up to him. And my friend Jerry Ordway, who's always on the Power Cosmic podcast with me, he says, wow, you got Neil Adams. I said, yeah, because that's like being blessed by the Pope. That's like the Pope came down and did the little cross action and threw some holy water at you. He said, now you're a real show. And then I was worried about everything. And Neil just actually sat there and said, don't worry, everything's going to be all right. And just before the show was about to start, all the vendors had moved their tables around and you're supposed to have like 10 feet in between each booth for uh, fire marshal rules and whatever happened. These, these, this 10 feet was now like eight feet or six feet. And it was a mess to so the fire marshals. Like nobody can come into the convention until this is cleaned up. 
And I'm like panicking. The doors are about to open. There's thousands of people outside. It's going to be all this money. You don't want it to, to not open. You know, there's a lot of money at stake here. A lot of people are dependent on it. So Neil sees me. I'm freaking out. He tells me to calm down. He says, what needs to happen? I said, we need to move these, these tables to, to make 10 feet between the aisles. He goes, yeah, no problem. So he goes out there and goes, hey, fellas, fellas. And everyone's putting their booths together and working. They all stop. I remember that. And he goes, hey, listen, we can't open these doors and get these people in here unless we clean this place up and move these benches back and these tables back so it's 10 feet. So uh, uh, can you guys give me and Mitch a hand here? I'm telling you, it was like watching an army. Everyone snapped to attention. They dropped what they were doing. They rolled, ran over, moved to where Neil said they all had to go. Neil himself rolled up his sleeves, tucked his tie into his shirt so it wouldn't fall over, and he's lifting tables with me. And I'll never forget that. There I'm on the ground picking up boxes and tables, and there's Neil Adams with me too. And we set the whole place up. In a matter of like five or ten minutes, everything was up to code, and they opened the doors. And then later on, there was a missing kid uh, walking around. The mom was freaking out. She couldn't find her son. And I was walking around with security trying to find the kid. And then Neil sees me. He goes, what happened now? I said, oh, we got a missing kid. He's like, calm down. Just look for some kid who's by himself and looking up. I said, why are you looking up? Because, because you, people look up when they're lost. And within seconds, I spot this kid in a striped shirt. I always remember it. And he's looking up. And I walk up to him. I go, hey, kid, are you looking for your mom? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you know? I said, come with me. So he comes with me. And I tell him to say with Neil Adams while I go find his mom and the security guys. So Neil's like, how are you doing? Sit down. Come on. Who do you like? You like Batman? I'll draw you Batman. So Neil takes out a pencil. The kid was kind of scared. Boom. There he is, a Neil Adams Batman drawing right there. Mom comes over in tears, shaking. She was so worried. He's like, don't worry. We were having fun. We were just drawing and talking about Batman. So he gives this kid a Batman picture. No charge. I know there's a bunch of jackasses out there that like to pick on Neil because he used to charge for his autograph and for sketches and stuff. I'm like, hey, you know what, folks? I tell this to everybody. It's a business, okay? Everyone's trying to make money. So if you don't like it, don't buy it. So whatever, go go somewhere else. So anyway, that was that first encounter with Neil Adams. And then I moved the show up to Bridge, uh, not, went from Bridgeport to the Mohegan Sun, which was 70 miles away at a casino uh, convention center. And I was worried that there would be nobody that would come with us because it was so far away. And then Neil's like, don't worry about anything. It's gonna be bigger and better. Sure enough, I put him out in the lobby he had this massive table. Everybody would come by. He did perfect there. He said, I never want to leave the spot. This is my spot for every show you do. And uh, it did. It worked out great. And then Terrific Con, that was 2015. And here we are, 2022. And it's still going strong. And Neil was a fixture at every one of those shows. He had the biggest booth. And everybody knew where they were. It's like, oh, I'll meet you by the Neil Adams booth. Oh, well, where are you? I'm three booths away from Neil Adams. He was like a landmark, you know, and he would sit there and he talked to me and my mom would come by the show and he talked to my mom because they were only about two or three years apart from each other in age. And, oh, Joan, how are you? Oh, your boy did a great job here, you know. So my mom still talks about it. like that Mr. Adams. He's such a nice guy. And that's the other thing, too. I never called him Neil. I always call him Mr. Adams because it was just like, you know, a sign of respect, even though. I was paying for his hotel and his car service and for him to be there. And I gave him these tables and such, but it was always Mr. Adams. He was my guest and 
He was like a school teacher. But I can't even – there's not enough hours in this podcast to tell you about all the uh, the Neil Adam adventures we had. But uh, I just – I'm just sorry to see him go. But I, I kind of expected it because, like I said, he was so sick last year. But there'll be a void there, definitely, when not having Neil there because everybody knew him. I mean, artists, writers, you know, fans, everybody knew Neil Adams. It was just like a force of nature, you know, like a hurricane, a volcano, Neil Adams. I mean, this mega gigantic figure that just could take over the world if he wanted to. So it's, it's just something not to see him not there. And I do remember picking up those uh, Batman covers and the Joker covers in the early 70s and the Superman covers and Lois Lane covers. I, I would buy those stuff because the covers – would be fantastic. I mean, you'd grab them. Sometimes you'd open up the book and you wouldn't do the interiors and you'd be like, what the hell? But the covers were always something very cinematic. I even went back years later and started looking through some back issue bins and there would be a contest. I'd pull out a cover and go, is this Neil Adams? Is this Neil Adams? Because he always managed to make even the lamest stories uh, be 10 times better than what they could be just by the, the images he used on there. So... Again, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys know all this. If you're listening to this podcast, you know comic books. You know what Neil was, who he was. So I don't have anything to say other than the fact that I'm going to miss him very much. And I wish that he is uh, somewhere up there still drawing and giving advice. He's probably sitting there telling St. Peter how to run heaven if I know Neil. But anyway, my sincerest condolences to his children. Zia, Joel, Jason, the whole crew, and his wife, Marilyn. Um, it's just not going to be a Comic-Con without Neil Adams anymore. But anyway, thank you for all you've done, Mr. Adams. I will miss you, like I said. And uh, again, thanks for everything. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. It's your old pal, Mitch Halleck, producer of Connecticut's Terrific Comic-Con and CT GamerCon, both happening at Mohegan Sun and I just want to let you know if you're not following us on the almighty social network you're missing out on a bunch of stuff so you can follow me on Twitter at It's Terrificon that's I-T-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N It's Terrificon and if you're into gaming make sure you check us out on Twitter at CT GamerCon that's C-T-G-A-M-E-R C-O-N. And as always, you can look for us on Facebook at Terrificon and CT GamerCon, and we're even on Instagram. So do me a favor and follow me there. Plus, check out my brand new show on YouTube, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, where we go every two weeks and look back at the things you love, TV, movies, toys, and more. That's Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. Now sit back and get ready for another episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Thanks. You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. 
Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. You still have some idea. You might have some idea. What's the date today? The 29th? Uh, 20, um, 29. Today is the 28th. Today is April 28th, 2022. I'm sitting here in the SNS dugout. SNS dugout. In, with uh, in Westport, Connecticut. We've been here. This is our second anniversary here. That's right. First year we kicked off the pandemic. That's right. Then we came back a year later to show that we were still alive. And now it's two years That's later. That's right. And we're still alive for now. Right? That's because, you know. The food's good. Yeah, and it it, it, it saved us from getting uh, COVID. That's right. Did uh, by the way, no joke. Did you get it? I did. I not have done. not. Well, I think I had it before they knew what it was because I was like, "What is this?" And the mm. doctor's like, oh. "No, I'm." You're still fit as a fiddle. Yeah, so far. I don't know. <laughs> you're plucky, like a fiddle. Don't you pluck a fiddle? I. I After you just had that turkey open faced. Yeah. Remember there was that frozen dinner thing that they used to get. What in the open, Yes. Yeah. It was that little tiny package with the. It had a slice of turkey, the gravy, and you would just put a piece of toast, and you'd make it at home. Oh, I don't remember those. I remember the full dinners. Oh know. no, there were, yeah the hungry man's, yeah. but there was like my grandma would just get the single serve. Mm. This is Never stuff that I have to cut out when I go home. I go. Why did I why, talk about why, that? Swanson. Why, why am I? Do they make Swanson hungry man dinners anymore? Um, I I don't know. Because as a man who's lived alone, sometimes you remember getting those, don't I, you? I actually cook. <laughs> no, like, I, I you were the tinfoil. You pull the tinfoil and go. I, I'm eating the dessert first. Forget the peas and carrots and whatever that weird stuff in the middle is. No, I don't the think two pieces I, I of chicken. don't think I've had one of those in like 40 years. <laughs> I was gonna say I had them in like the 80s. I still I eat pop tarts though. See, raw or do you toast them? I don't. Uh, I never toast them. Both. Oh, both. I was like, what's the point? Doesn't the jelly get really like molten lava? Well, I, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I like the. You uh, like the cinnamon ones. I like the yeah, cinnamon they're ones. the best. Yes. Yeah, brown sugar. Not bad. Yeah, with the frosting. That's what I'm saying. Right. You could just eat them on the go. You know, see I any calories in there? I can actually hear people like Tune hitting out. the floor. Yeah, like you know. All right, we'll be back to business because this is the stuff that interests me. <laughs> That's right. It's fast food, you know, yeah. the corn syrup foods. Anyway, Paul is here because he's got several new projects. To talk about, but we were just talking about his newfound fame, uh, thanks to uh, the peacemaker and James Gunn. And uh, what else was? There? Oh, Vigilante was on there, which Vigilante was kind of Marv Wolfman and you, but you did longer. I did that longer than, than Marv, Marv yeah. but then Marv did write some of it in Teen Titans. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but, we're not counting here, but you no, did more. I, I'm. I, I, do you I regret actually, killing the character? No, there was nothing else to do with him. He was, but now we had reached the point. Well, I mean, you know, he could have missed though. I mean, he could have like, was he I, dead? I don't know dead? If you, he was dead. There was enough splatter. Oh, was yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been a flesh wound. <laughs> you could write that. That was all a dream. Yeah, you I, made I a mistake. Could, but, but nobody's going to pay me. Or Why not? It, so maybe they will. Maybe they will. No. Speaking of that, so. The Vigilante was on the Peacemaker television show, as was Judo Master, as, judo as master. was uh, Peacemaker. Peacemaker. And there was another character that was from... White uh, Dragon. White Dragon. But the, the big guy was uh, Ostrander's character. John. The big guy with the dyed beard. No, was supposed oh, to come to trip. Dyed beard. Yeah, but he had another name. Yeah, I don't remember But that. I think it was an Ostrander character. So, when you watch that, 
do you sit there and just feel pride that they're doing stuff that you thought of 40, 30 years ago? Or do you get mad because they're not doing exactly what you thought of? You're like, hey, I no, have a better idea. I'm, I'm, what I did, whatever, 1985 or five six, or six yeah. yeah, whatever I did back then is still there. That story still exists. The core. No, the actual oh, story. Oh, your books, yes. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. the issues with those stories exist, mm-hmm. so... Um, whatever they do with it in other media mm. or whatever people do with the characters after I've let go of them you know it doesn't affect anything doesn't affect me I've got my version is still there it's yeah, still, you're not insulted yeah. no um, and, and in fact you know times change like you know if you go back and look at the Peacemaker miniseries that I, I did, did I yeah I, there, I think just looking at it you'll see the reason why DC hasn't, re-bought, hasn't reprinted it um, it's the Nazi stuff? The Nazi stuff, the, the Middle Eastern terrorism stuff. Oh, yeah, I forgot Yeah, that. it's... Um, it, it's <clears throat> it doesn't it's very, play well today. It doesn't play well. It's very much of its time. It's of its time, yeah. I mean, there was, you know, the, the, the Middle Eastern terrorist was the de rigueur, you know, bad guy in, bad guy, like, yeah. in the 60s. He yeah. was the Nazis. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Rambo had them yeah. all. Yeah, yeah. Was the so, and there's the Russians. Mm-hmm. So, you hmm. know... It made sense back then, but you look at it now, and it's kind of rough. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they reprinted it. They haven't yet, so I don't know, and I, I haven't heard any plans about it. Well, if it's already got a second season. Yeah. And there was it was it a four issue series. It was a four issue. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not like a big trade. No, but again, it's the optics. It's the, yeah. you know, it's like uh, it, people. I think more people remember the miniseries than remember what it was about. So, you know, to actually reread it and go, ooh. Ooh, yeah, it's, no. It's, uh, why did he have to be in blackface? No, I'm kidding. There was no blackface oh. in, in the vigilante yeah. story. I was just kidding. Oh. <laughs> ha, ha. The thoughts reflected on this podcast are not that of the owner. I, um, what about what you thought about with Judo Master? Because that's not some of yours, but that's a Charlton character. But he was kind of reduced to like a throwaway joke. Yeah, he's a humongous. You, you monkeyless now. It's like, uh, um, don't use your seven dollar words here. It's, uh, I can barely pronounce. It. I know. I it's like he's saying humongous. I, I got it on sale. Um, the um, uh, the vigilante wasn't uh, peacemaker himself. Wasn't exactly the no, word. no. I know. But what I found very interesting, yes. especially once they introduced his father and got that all off the ground. The um, they weren't doing the same situation that I was doing, but but they had translated the dynamics into the right. situation. Right, the elements were still the there. Elements were they still had just there. changed the name to protect the innocent. Well, not to protect the I innocent, know, just to bring it up to yeah. date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. instead of instead of his father being a voice in, in the helmet originally, right. But then you know, in the last episode, spoiler alert, you see him there as a you ghost. You see him there as a ghost sitting next to Dan. Yeah, so, I thought um, that. Um, you know what was weird about that whole thing? Did they explain why the father? Say you? It's why the likely. why the father had such a high technology? Yeah, he was a supervillain. He was the super. Yeah, villain I know, but I was just like, you know, because he was. Uh, uh, you wouldn't be living in a white trash trailer if part. Well, that he, peacemaker was, but I'm just saying, the father had a secret door that opened up yeah. to this larger, uh, you know, yeah, like Doctor Who. His lab. Lab. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, no, I, we just we just go it's on. It's a the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's like in any of these shows. Like, yeah. You know, uh, on whatever show you... Like, 
on, on Supergirl. Yes. You know, suddenly anybody who sat down at a computer was able to hack into anything. Oh, I know. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you develop the ability you need at the, the moment. suspension of disbelief. No, yeah. it's, you know, bad writing. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> I was um, going to say. Yeah. Well, no, but going back to the other uh, the judo master because I knew some people were like, oh, they made judo master a joke, blah 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 blah. I'm like, okay, let's be serious about this. Who the hell's even thought of the character judo master in the last fifty years? And besides that, nobody, everybody, all the superheroes on uh, our the joke. costume guys are, are a joke. Yeah. So you know, judo master. People get take this yeah. stuff very seriously. It's, yeah, and you know, frankly, it's not Frank's. It's that McLaughlin, yeah. Yeah, this is a different... This is actually an Asian character Mm -hmm. played by an Asian actor. Yes. Uh, And and it's more based on what Mike Collins and I did, revamping him in an issue of Justice League Quarterly. We did a a Charlton reunion story. I did not know that. Yes, yes. A uh, A one-shot? It was just a... uh, Who who was in it? The question? Justice League Quarterly. No, we didn't get. We didn't use the question because Denny was doing that. Oh yeah. But but we had um, we had uh, uh, peacemaker, uh, peacemaker, ju- uh, a judo master, um, uh, uh, thunderbolt, oh. and a, a, a nightshade. Um, Did they get that other one? The the, the, the five and five wasn't that in Charlton? Yes. Yeah, we didn't use that. Did DC? They own that too. right? I assume. Yeah. Yeah, the whole family. Um, yeah, I was just thinking of. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, you know, Mike and I had done that story. I didn't remember that. I had to go yeah, look that up a, in the back issue bin. Yeah, one of the, one of the last Probably now $3,000. I love how everything shot up. I'm like, no offense to you because you didn't care. But those, a lot of those were dollar books. And oh, suddenly there were $40 books. I'm like, $50 books? Why do, do you care? I do care because I used to have like stacks of them. Oh, no, you and did o- not. And over the years... When you, you, you when, just give them away when you move. You're like, I don't need these. No, I mean I've been selling them and, right. you know, and all that stuff for you know a few bucks. Yeah, each. a few bucks. And now suddenly it's like, oh, I better, better. Oh, so you still had some? I still have a few. Oh, good. Well, but, good for you. you know, yeah. I got real the Supergirl and all the uh, you know most of Doom Patrol and Checkmate. Oh yeah, we, you know that's one thing we didn't talk about yet. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom on season three or four. I think it's four, four? coming up. Yeah, right, right now. No. Have, I know a lot of it's the Grant Morrison stuff because I watched it. I was going to say, there's none of your elements that pop up in that stuff? Um, Dorothy is mine. That's the melting girl? Yeah. The, the yeah. plastic, whatever. What's her proper name? Does she have a code name? Oh, no, no. Dorothy, you're thinking of, of uh, Elastigirl. Yeah. yeah no. Dorothy's what, the schizo? Dorothy Spinner is, is, um, is kind of the... the Schizophrenic, the, the, a, a girl who looks like a little old man. No, a different. Uh, oh, one thing. What's there's another one, baby doll or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, oh they, she's been on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they also use uh, my my members of the Doom Patrol in a flashback in a flashback in, yes. in season one. Or I saw that was Timothy Dalton. But he, no, that was the Arnold Drake character, the guy in the wheelchair, the professor. The doctor. Yeah, yeah, but they also used uh, uh, the, the characters I created in the book in the seventies, when I brought them oh. back. You know, Celsius and Tempest. And, oh, okay. Uh, um, a negative woman. And, yeah, 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 yeah. That's all you. Yeah. Wow, look at that. And then checkmate. Is there any chance that's coming out? Has anyone talked to you? Because Nobody's I was like, about hey, they mention it though. I heard the I heard the name Checkmate on one of those shows. I was like, oh. I did um, when uh, uh, James Gunn tweeted something about you know season one of Peacemaker wrapped up. What's my next project? And you put Checkmate. And I, I went Checkmate, and um, and he went, oh, not your thought. 
Oh, and that's the last you're like, hey, I have a check. Yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, right? You know, that would be, uh, this is the new, this is the second coming of Paul Kupferman. Yeah, we'll see. Right? How are you doing? We'll see. I'm still waiting for the first one. Really? Well, what else Listen, could there be? Nothing, nothing is a deal yeah, until the check is in the bank. Or ca- you cashed, yeah. 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 Right. Checks in the mail doesn't work. You got to have that thing in your hand. None of that direct deposit nonsense. In the bank. Yeah. Cashed and yeah. So I don't. Have people been like calling you now? It's like, hey, this guy's actually got some good ideas in his noggin. No. Let's mine it for all it's worth. I, you know, um, the last call, the last I heard from DC. Oh. Was they said um, cut it out. <laughs> Stop telling people you work here. Don't mention yeah. us. Don't use our name. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't admit forget those two letters in the alphabet. That's it. Take them off your keyboard. Exactly. Don't use letters with when D and C. Say, when they say Superman, you say, say who? Who? Yeah. So, um, uh, was uh, from the uh, collected editions oh, okay. editor yeah. uh, asking me to write an introduction to the nice. House of Mystery oh. Omnibus. That's coming out. Three or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it. Uh, that was it, it just the end of it is the error when I first started at DC yeah. and uh, I used to I wrote the introductions uh, there used to be a five page uh, wraparound intro- in the dollar what comic, was that uh, guy's Cain and Abel no the host of the, the, Kane, of the, was the host I thought it was the, the little the, old guy with the glasses and the weird hair no that was uh, that was uh, another book House of Mystery House of, oh well, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. No, later on they made yeah. it. Yeah, um, Kane was originally it was, cre- it was created by Joe Orlando, hmm. and it was based on Mars Wolf. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well. And uh, Abel, yeah. who was the House of Secrets host, yeah, was uh, modeled after Mark Hanifel, uh a fan. Oh, really? And who also worked at DC. Yeah. Oh wow, that's something. I remember those. They had a really sick story in there. I think Neil Adams drew it. It was about giving a kid a lobotomy. No, that you know was Jim Aparo. Yes, you yeah. know the story I'm talking about? It was with the demon. They thought he was possessed by oh, a yeah. devil. Yeah. And it was like, at the very end, the kid's like sitting on the front lawn. They go, oh, what a great little boy he is now. And then you look and he had like a lobotomy scar. I'm like, what is that all about? Lobotomies I, I, were in. I don't remember if that's Mike Fleischer or John Obama. It was really disturbing. Kind of, yeah. I, I have that book. I remember just yeah. reading it going, Yikes. Yeah. Kids getting lobotomies is not like, you know, Fun Time USA. I think that was an Alley Award winner. That won an award? An Alley Award, yes. What is an Alley Award? Well, you are so I'm missing kids. that. I take you so seriously. There was, no, there was the Alley Awards back in the 60s. You mean um, they threw it in the alley and hope no one read it? That's right. Oh, I the, see. The uh, comic, uh, it was named after Alley Award. Oh, yes, the, the caveman. The yeah. statue was Alley Oop, so it was the Alley Award. Oh, and, I thought um, you were being fictitious. And it ran for several years. It was uh, uh, administered by the comic reader. You know, oh, I remember the, the comic reader. And yeah. there were like five, six hundred ballots coming in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I believe that story won one, one year for really? best short story. Yeah. Ooh. You know, I said this the other day, and maybe you might know, but this was before your time. But there was a bunch of DC covers that would never fly today. And there was a lot of suicidal elements. There was one where Robbins hung himself. One Batman's got a gun to his head. Then he's writing a letter of the last will and testament. Superman's killing himself. What was that all about? I mean, was there some deep depression going on over at uh, the editor's room at DC? They were like, I can't take it anymore. Draw me a cover with a guy killing himself. 
guys was, jumping out a window. I, I can't explain it. I mean, I remember I, the covers. That, that, that they were striking. cover is great. It's Infantino and Anderson. Yeah. Uh, with that melted candle. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Writing with a quill pen. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great cover. Um, yeah, I remember those covers. I don't know. I don't Do you remember the one where it's an action comics and the guy's falling through by a window? Yeah. And Clark Kent and Perry uh, White are inside, and as he's falling by, he has enough time to shout this out. You're going to have to save me, Superman, or you're going to have to save me and let everybody know you're really Superman because he's jumped off the building. And I'm like, wow. Not only did he know exactly what window to fall in, but he calculated the time and the descent to scream this message out. What if Clark Kent just went, well... Weisinger was a genius. He could do it. I guess. If it was in the early 70s, that would have been him, not Julie? Julie took over in 70 or 71. Okay, well, maybe that was a Julie cover, because oh, okay. I remember buying that. On the, it was a 20-cent book, so... Okay, could be. Yeah, yeah. there was some harsh stuff going on there. Yeah, again, uh, you know, there was a... Uh, Why did you prefer there to Marvel? Did you go there first? What was the first one you tried to get a job? Charlton? Actually, the first was Gold Key. Gold Key? Yeah, Western. Yeah, West, where was that at? In New York? Um, they had an office on... Lex, Western Publishing had a, uh, uh offices in, on Lexington Avenue. And what were they doing in the 70s? I always think of them as like movie adaptations and cartoon books. And they were doing that, but they had a lot of anthology books. You know, Boris Karloff's yeah. horror tales. And, oh, they were still doing you know, that, They were huh? doing all these, these anthologies of horror and... And, uh, mostly horror. Yeah. They, they had dag- you know, they had a. Uh, did they do the Ellery Queen digests? I used to get those, like little mystery books. They were like the size of. I think that was a different publisher. That was oh, all right. So that you tried that, and they said, "Get out of here, kid! You no, bother no, us." No, 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 no. Actually, it was very nice. You know, the guy sat me down, and and um, you know. How old were you? About the twenty-four. Nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. Wow. And um, uh, it's you. He went through my stories and said, yeah. you know, uh, here's why I'm not buying any of them. Oh, really? He took the yeah. time to tell oh, you yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it wasn't like no, just get out. He was a lovely guy. Uh, and um, did you take his advice, or did you say screw you? Well, I first I had also sent them off to Charles. Mm. And Charlton bought it. Well, so I went. Oh, all right, you know. I, what do you know? Charlton Comics no, bought him in Derby. No, it was never that. Oh, it, it was never that. that. Yeah. It was just like, okay, well, you know, here's a sucker. So, um, <laughs> um, so Nick uh, Nick Cuddy was the editor, at, uh, the assistant editor at uh, Charlton. Yeah, at yeah, yeah, yeah. And I um, uh, sent the stuff to him. Yeah. And uh, you know, I had known him. Horror stories? What were they? Horror stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 For Dr. Coffins? Yeah, scary yeah. tales. Scary tales, ones, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And um, Were they good? Objectively, looking back now? Or they, they, were, like, they were standard. Like they, Twilight Zone fodder? Yeah, it was yeah. all that twist, you know. Yeah. Oh, Henry Ending, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 gas choke, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, whatever the guy, you know, whatever the guy's evil was yeah. would be used against him. Yeah, to, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, he liked to bet on horses, and at the end, he was eaten by horses. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um... Yeah, all that stuff. And um, they were okay. I mean, you know, they, nothing there. I mean, no, you know, they, they no. were just, you know, five pages, six pages. Uh, although, how much do they pay you for stuff like that back then? Uh, five bucks a page. Five bucks a page. Yeah. And how long did it take you to crank one of those out? An hour? Yeah, more than that. Really? Uh, no, I took it seriously. I was, no, I was, I'm just saying. So, like, thir- you'd make 30, 40 bucks a story? 
uh, depending 25 on 25 to 30 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, six months later I was working for DC getting 15 a page oh so wow I stopped writing for Charles which I also regret I should have like built you know yeah but they weren't in the business of like making money I was that's a whole of Charlton's another story but weren't they just like hey you know they weren't looking for quality were they do they have delu- the illusions of competing with the big two? The publishers didn't give a crap. No. But the editors did. Oh, okay. Because I always wonder about them. Like, to me, it always seems like Charlton was like a no. money laundering scam or they were hoping to lose money on Listen, this thing. Uh, yeah. they, they were involved in their own uh, printing and yeah. distribution and newsstand operations. Right. And they're, you know, especially back in the older days, uh, uh, that was a front. Newsstand yeah. and trucking were, you know, just right with with organized. Yeah, crime. exactly. Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I'm this sure is that. the '70s now. I mean, most of that's gone by then, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I would think. There's no prohibition. No bootlegging. No, no, no. But you know, there. The, one of the publishers, Santangelo. Yes. Was. Um, you know, seems to have a shady, a shady reputation even now in in, in Derby, Connecticut. Yes, it's true. Um, yeah. The producer, one of the producers of the uh, doc, Charlton documentary, went to the uh, Housatonic Valley Historic Society yes. to um, get information on Charlton. You know, and they said because they were a major employer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a printing plant. And huge. Um, there was nothing in the, in the library except a history of uh, Charlton, uh, Derby, Connecticut that was printed by Charlton Publishing. Um, and they obviously sanitized it and made but, sure. Uh, it wasn't about that. It was about the history of the, of the, the town. Uh, yeah. the town. Yeah. So, you know, and when she asked about the Santangelo family, she got kind of a uh, brush off from the... From there was the, no Santangelo family. Get out of here. Yeah. I was never heard. Like, um, but... Um, that's the, funny. Yeah. 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 So who knows? But yeah, they you know, but they were doing good stuff. Steve Ditko, you know, I know. that was his yeah. number one preference place to work. Because Ditko liked Charlton. Ditko, look, look how much he did for them. I know. That's why I was like, why did he go there? Because they didn't give him any hard time. Didn't give him any hard time. <laughs> Let him do what he wants. Yeah. <coughs> was he getting good sales from all that Blue Beetle and Captain Adam when he went over there? He wasn't. I don't think he was getting. He may have gotten a cut. I don't know. I was just thinking, do they take care of him? Because what a, what a, what a, I mean, going from Marvel to Charlton. You see, you're, you're assuming Ditko cared about money. Which he did not. I don't think so. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. He needed money to live, though. He made money to work. But, you know, he lived in a, in a little studio. I saw it. Yeah. In, in Midtown Manhattan in Times Square which had to be expensive at some point though. yeah but he'd also been there forever so his rent was probably still oh you know his dirt cheap yeah dirt treat, treat and he was there when Times Square wasn't the nicest place in the world right. back in the 70s and yeah I was in the 60s it was Previous getting there was, the was it really oh. oh sure it was always you know uh, it was always in seedy, my lifetime right? yes the 60s and the 70s yeah um, it was always seedy and you know porn houses and and, oh, uh, in the sixties uh, as well. Oh, I thought sure, that was sure. a seventies thing. No, the seventies, it was still, but they also started doing more of the um, uh, what do you call the um, the drugs, the discos. Well, the, the drugs, and so that was there were always dealers there. I mean, yeah. 
no, the the, 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 the the whatever house movies, you know, the, the grindhouse movies. Yeah, there were there the kung were, fu movies and all that stuff. Kung yeah. fu, whatever. Yeah, that was seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just. I remember as a kid going to Times Square in the seventies, like seventy four, and you'd see like Bruce Lee, House of the Dragon, and all that next to the yeah. Pink Pussycat Theater right. with like XXXX, you know, Deep Throat. 20, The Devil and Miss Jones or something. Right. That was, it was just like rows of movie theaters. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was great. And that sign that had the smoke coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, see, it was just, it was a, I thought it was a coffee one, like Folgers. Folgers also did, uh, uh, I didn't know if it was, I remember seeing one. one. Yeah. The famous one, the camel one was uh, blowing smoke rings. Oh. All right. And the, yeah, the, the Coca Cola sign was there. When I was there, I don't know what it was in the 60s. You know, it goes back to 1904. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was not a nice place. I remember my dad's like, let's just go through it quickly, get out of here. No, it was dangerous. It's it was? Very yeah. Dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, you know, that's where you had to go for your drugs and And that's where Dicko lived. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know. Did he so, take the train into Connecticut to, or just mail? I have no idea. I was just wondering, they, like, how did he go back to the the 70s. During the 70s, they had an office in, in New York. Oh, I didn't had, know that. They had a rented space, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Maybe he was so went there. So they could drop yeah. all stuff there. Oh, um, interesting. But, yeah, I mean, you know, his rate was, I don't think he was getting anything. He may have gotten a special rate. Mm-hmm. He may have gotten five bucks more paid yeah, than everybody else. Yeah. But um, it still wasn't much. We're still talking about 50 or 60 was bucks Was he revered at then? Like he is now, or they just thought he was another guy drawing comics. No, I mean, no, the Dicko was Dicko. Was Dicko? It was like Kirby. People yeah, knew I, he was something. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, but you know, he didn't care about that. He just cared about doing his art and mm-hmm. right, doing his stories. Uh, most of the stories he got were written by Joe Gill. Yeah, I know Joe Gill wrote like a zillion things. He was the most prolific guy in the world. Day. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and Joe didn't give a crap yeah. what you did with the script once yeah. you got it. Yeah. And I know several artists who worked at Charlton in those days. And they'd say, uh, Joe, do you mind if I change? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. change they already paid me. I don't care. Pretty much. You know what's funny? I talked to Steranko this weekend, name dropping, and he said the three most influential artists in comic book history. And he threw this, pointed at me. What are they, Mitch? And I go, what? And I said, obviously Jack Kirby. But you know who his other two were? And I didn't agree with him. I said Al Felstein. He almost beat me up. He said, don't make me come across the table and hit you. I go, what? I like Al Felstein. He said, Wally Wood. I go, eh. And then he said, Joe Kubert. I go, Kubert? No. And I said, yes. Really? The top three. Kubert? I said, Dicko, Kirby, and I was struggling for a third one. My my, my three are, are Toth. Al Milgram. <laughs> my three are, 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 are Alex Toth. Toth. Okay. And, uh, and, and Joe Kubert. And really? Oh, see, I said Eisner too, and he almost hit me down. He doesn't like Eisner because there was a big thing. He's like, Eisner's not a, he's a flim flam man. Eisner was a dick. Yeah, that's what he said. But yeah. be that as it may. But no, Storenko said he created the graphic novel three years before. Uh, Contract with God came out. That's what he was claiming. Everyone thinks that's the first graphic novel, but Jim said. Murray Boltonoff created the graphic novel in 1952. So, Seriously? Fuck you all. Really? Yeah, what so, was that? It, it, there was some kind of graphic novel. You know, so it, it might a, as well have been. It was a paperback. Like a novella book. with some pictures in it. Yeah. Okay. So, you know. 
anyway. A.A. Milne created the first graphic novel. That's right. Winnie the Pooh, so go to hell all you bastards. Um, But anyway. So anyway, we digress. No, we were talking about Alex Toth. Yeah, Toth, Kubert, and... and, and, I say Toth. And and I say Patata. And uh, and Eisner. Because these are three guys who started off pretty damn good. Yeah. And then never lost a step Mm. for the rest of their life. In fact, only got better. Mm. You know... Joe Kubert was still producing at the height Until he died, of yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and same with, with Toth mm-hmm. and the same with Eisner. They, they were all they they just got better and innovated and you know talk about influential. I mean, you know, how many you you can't find many people who many comic book artists sort of maybe in this day and age cuz you know, they may not know who these people are anymore. But oh, they you know, know who Jack Kirby is. Everybody knows who Jack Kirby because Jack Kirby is, you know, Marvel. Yeah, Cuber yeah. Um, maybe, but um, maybe because of the school and the boys. Yeah, but you know, Toth. But you know, these guys are just. See, just I always think of Toth. I always think of Hanna Barbera cartoons because he did all the breakdowns for yeah, all the uh, yeah, Super yeah, Friends and Space you, Ghost and all that. Have you ever seen those turnarounds he did? Those character designs. They're online. For the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I always. My think God. Of yeah. Uh, you know, how influential... But what comic was, books? We're talking comic books. But I'm talking about comic book artists. And, and See, Toth, I said that but too. Toth did, did a shit ton of comic books. I said that too because when Storenko was saying that, I said, what about Milton Cannon? Because I, that's strips. I go, eh, so? It's still a comic. He goes, no, 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 comic books and strips are two different things. I go, duh. I understand that. But you're going to dismiss like Alex Raymond because he was no, drawing... No, another discussion. Yeah. You know. But it's still an illustrated... Art yeah. form. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. To I, have I, this like I, ranking, like, oh, you're the only top three. I'm like, okay, it's all subjective. Anyway. It's all subjective. Anyway. But absolutely. He almost beat me up about you it. You know, I, I refuse to take part in, you know, the best the or best, my favorite. The worst. I have a favorite that changes, you know, depending on, on the day. On the, the day or the yeah. situation. You know. Um, I don't have a top ten favorite movies. I have a top thousand favorite mm, movies. I have like if they're on I'll watch them list, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, I wasn't planning on watching this, but since it's here, what the hell? Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, movies that I can... Uh, anyway. Speaking um, of that, though. Yes. We were talking about the different artists and stuff. Does it change your appreciation of the artist or the writer if you find out some stuff about them? Like their personal life, like, oh, this guy was a total dick. Uh, you know... You I just said about Will Eisner was an idiot. Officer. I didn't say he was an idiot. Well, not, he, was not, a, a, he was not a nice guy, but... Yeah. But does that, like, change any of the... No. No. The work doesn't change. I mean, you know, I can say uh, same thing. Look, I know a lot of, you know, I know a lot of people in comics who I personally dislike. Mm-hmm. And yet I will never deny their talent because one's got nothing to do with the other. Mm-hmm. So the fans shouldn't feel bad about it if they go, oh, i got to throw this out because so-and-so's a you jerk know, now. If, if you're that locked into uh, what, other perceptions, people's... Perceptions, perceptions. Yeah. And what other people are, you know... Say about things? Or? Yeah, I mean, like... They are. We live in a world where whatever they say today is like, well, you don't have to go to a court of law. The, the social media hates you. Oh, yeah. But we're yeah. talking... We're not talking about those people. We're talking about... I don't care who they cast. I don't care what the costume looks like. I don't care how much they've deviated from the comic. Because once again, the comic book source material still exists. Right. And isn't changed at all. I'm always amazed when they make these movies. Every time I hear another day, I get up, I go, oh my God, they're going to make that a movie? I go, do you understand? A Peacemaker TV show? I know, right? It's mind-boggling. What the f- I mean, you know, 
I say Superman, that too. Superman, Batman, that. Wonder Last Woman. Last night I was, I was typing on my computer watching Superman and Lois, which is a really good show. And it was in a bizarre universe, and it was like this whole... And I'm just like... And it's like, coming up next, um, you know, the... Uh, what's the one? The Moon Knight's on the yeah. next. I'm like, these are like characters you never think they'd ever make a book out of them, yeah. let alone a TV show. So, a million you know, dollar TV show. So it's, it's amazing like, to me. It's kind of like Stop Your, stop your whining, whining Fanboy. I know. You, know? you want to you, go back to the days when have, there was nothing and Rex oh, Smith was Daredevil and that was it? You have... You have a, you know, you, you have an embarrassment They got their of cake, they're eating it, and they still want more. Yeah. Honestly, they I gotta tell you, cake. when I bring pig, when but I... they're still eating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good, they're they still, still eating it. They still consume it, even though they're like, oh, this is I terrible. It. I like it when I announce a guest, and they go, oh, what about the next guy? I go, oh my God, this reminds me of the worst Christmas morning where the kids get all these presents, and they rip them all up, and they go, eh, I didn't get this. It's like... You just got hundreds of dollars worth of toys and books and whatever you want to, and you still want more. They're never satisfied. Look, I, I, that amazes I, me. I, I posted something on Facebook yesterday about um, an article I have yeah. coming up in the next issue of uh, Back Issue. Yes. Uh, and it's about these uh, uh, Superman stories written in the 1980s for the European uh, publisher. Oh, I didn't know they had different uh, yeah. stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ihapa, the uh, European publisher. So are they going to get printed here in the U.S.? Yeah. No. Oh. But I wrote an article about them because I wrote, there were like, you know, 25 yeah. of those things and I wrote nine of them. Uh, uh, See, know, isn't that a shame, though, that you but, can't find those? Well, a, three of, uh, some of them were reprinted in America as annuals or as oh, okay. Like, there was a Gil Kane Superman annual that oh. was, you know, was that. So, but the vast majority of them were not reprinted. So anyway, I, I wrote an article about yeah. it. I have Julie Schwartz's uh, uh, copies of Julie Schwartz's editorial records. Okay. Know, payment records and yeah. who did what. And, you know. and what did the internet say back to you? Well, <laughs> the, the one guy uh, posted um, a link to something to do with Filipino superhero movies. Okay, I don't and understand I, and, how that's connected. And I and I posted, huh? Yeah. And they wrote back, you know, just like you know, doubling down. Yeah. And I responded with another huh. Yeah. And then said, oh, don't worry about it, just watch the movie. And just, just, just click on the link. And oh, I, they were promoting now, their own shit. No, no, I, yeah. I did click on the link. And it was a thing about these, you know, a whole bunch of superhero movies made in the Philippines. Oh, I didn't know. And there was a super, you know, they were all illegal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't bother reading the thing or looking because okay, well, it was hard enough looking at the original Supergirl movie here. Yes. But anyway, um, you know, it was like they weren't in my conversation. No, they, they hijacked the your post to do their own right. bidding, which had nothing to do with it. Which had nothing to do with it. I like how you can't have your own opinion. I am watching the Moon Knight series because I like the character, but I don't like the direction the show's taken. I think it's very slow, it's very drawn out. But I have my own opinion. So I said, it's episode five of six. He's been on the show for about three minutes. The actual Moon Knight costume fighting anybody. The rest of the episodes, it's all this character intrigue, drama, yeah. intrigue, and multi-personalities. What's going on? What's real? Which is all fine. But when you call something Moon Knight, you expect you to see the character Moon Knight beating up somebody. Five episodes of Moon Knight, it'd be nice if he was in it more than three minutes because it's called Moon Knight. And that's what I put. 
So suddenly, poor deluded fool. Poor deluded fool. And, I, and then they're like, well, Mitch, in the 70s, this is what the guy go, hello, I'm 55. I, and the guy goes, it was in the back of the Hulk magazine. I go, yeah, I know. I bought them on the stands. I was reading them in the car when my mother was driving. And, I, you know, I, 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 why do I have to then justify my review by showing, well, no, fanboy, I do know all this stuff as well. You know? It's amazing how my my response is usually you know a, a simple fuck off. Yeah, I was, but I can't you because can. I'm in an odd position yes. where it's like you're Mister. Yeah, I'm Mister Terrific. Here's what I've always thought of you people. No, I know. I know. They come by my table. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a grimace. That was a look of happiness. That was. Uh, that was. What do you think they're going to ask you this year about what's going to happen to uh, Peacemaker? They think you got these skinny. Um, you and James Gunn are on a secret. Well, uh, I guess because rendezvous. I don't know. There, there's this like expectation that uh, in, in this current, I've used this expression before, but you know, we've we've let the the fans into the tent. Oh, you, you mean know, they're we, you're accessible now to them? We, we, they, we, yeah. We've let them, they we've let them backstage, so yeah, they think yeah, they know how yeah, things work. Yeah, you know, I get all these ridiculous questions from 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 fans about. A lot of them about like you know like oh so how, I hope you got a check for that it's yeah like, dude I they got all a contract do that. Yeah, yeah 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 hey, hey, oh I'm sorry easy uh, a chicken flicker yeah um, I, um, I I I have a contract why don't you worry about your life I'm taking care of my own business these like, are the ones that go to task when they're like well Jack did this and Stan did this and I go first off you never even met those guys second off you probably weren't even born when they were making this stuff and you've only heard about a third fourth fifth party so why are you going off about these things and you don't have any direct bearing on the, the yeah, Kirby I, don't understand that. I always amazed by the, the like heated arguments about Jack did this a few like, years ago I wrote a uh, why do you care I wrote a piece about just that in general, yeah. including the Seagull and Schuster and, yeah, 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 and Spider-Man. And Bob Kane, all of Bob them. Kane, all those guys. And, you know, ultimately it came down to my feeling was, again, you you, 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 you took the deal. Yes, you made uh, which the deal. I always say that too, yeah. Um, you, you should know, have read your contract. Bob though. Kane, I'm sorry, was smarter than... His Seagull dad was a lawyer and they worked on their contract and he, made, he saw what happened in Siegel and Schuster yeah. and they said, hey, let's not do this. Right. And they made sure and, they did. And, and again, they made some good money during the during the forties, um, but they used it all trying to sue, you know, trying to sue for their rights back. Um, and I don't blame them. I mean, you know, they, they had created this yeah. you know, iconic character, this iconic character, legendary, and they they should have fought. You know, had had National Comics been a you know. Been a, a humane company. They would have sued uh, Shazam and put him out of business. Well, that's a whole other. That's story. another story, yeah. But they, you know, they would have taken care of Siegel and Schuster. You know, if they didn't have Mark Weisinger, you know, behind the desk, they wouldn't have wouldn't have had to humiliate their talent. You know, but. That's not what happened. And but as that's, far not, as, just, as far that's as not just a comic book. That's every industry. Yeah. My dad would say, you know, all those people you work with, when you're dead at your funeral, very few of them will be there. It's callous, yeah. but it's the truth. You know, and, and as far as Stan and Jack goes, you know, my opinion is Uh-oh. and will remain that whatever the division of labor was, whoever did what, neither of them were ever as good Correct. separately as they were together. They were like the Beatles. No, I think George Harrison I was thinking of John and Paul, but yeah. sure. <laughs> I like wings, go figure. Um, but, um, uh, uh, you know, 
they, they, they created magic together. Yeah. However it came about, yeah. I don't know. Why did Stan get where he was? Because Stan had that personality. He did. His charisma. Jack got into a fight with every publisher he ever worked for. Yep. You know, the, re- the only reason he went back to Marvel in the first place in, in, in 1959 was because he had, he had yeah. you know, locked the, the door behind him yeah. at DC. Yeah. So, you know, um, and Stan... And again, this is your opinion. Because if somebody goes, well, opinion. he doesn't know what he's talking about. I, I was there. And you I go, there. You were, that's the funny yeah. thing. I go, well, yeah. And I've talked to Besides the people that, who were he was there. there. Yeah. And I've talked to the people who were even closer to it. And, you know, uh, so... You know, and again, it is an opinion. It's absolutely it is. And again, I don't know why people get all upset about that. I don't know. I'm like, go home and worry about your own house. Yeah. What about about your Uncle John or your Aunt Sally? You know, you don't care about your relatives, but you're fighting about strangers that you never met. What's your stake in this? I don't know. I don't understand. It's kind of like baseball. People get heated about the Yankees and Red Sox. They call up those radio shows, you know, like, I just want to say, I can't believe the Yankees did this yesterday. We, and I always love when they say we, that royal we, like, are you on the team? No. Do you get a check from the Yankee yeah, organization? We no, we want. No, you didn't. I didn't see you. No, but I used to drive me nuts when I'd see people like, "Hey, we won the Super Bowl." I go, "I didn't see you there." Yeah. Let me see your ring. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. But hey, you know, people like to be part of a team. They want to be accepted. That's fine, but I they want to be part of a community. I think in some ways, there's been they got to step back. They got to step back. It's like they are. They're actually being intrusive. There is, yeah. It's not, you know, my financial, uh, if you want to be in, 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 you know, Jack Kirby's finance is fine. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Stay yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. It's none of your business. I don't ask you about your income. You could. Everybody else does. I wouldn't. You know, I was... No, I was I always was, told I was brought up to, I, to believe... Three things you don't ask about. Religion... Who you voted for and how much money you made. Yeah. That's what my dad told me. Yeah. And when people ask, he <laughs> that in there. So what new projects are you working on, Paul? Well, uh, none I can talk about. No. Uh, Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, one of them is going to be a, uh, what was it like working at Marvel in 1973? You know, yeah, well, uh, who'd you... Uh, tell me about John Tartaglioni. What, what about John Verport? What about him? Well, what? That's what I wanted to know. Somebody else asked me about that guy. It's funny you should say that. And they asked uh, Steranko if they knew him. And he goes, I never heard of him. I go, He was an anchor. He's an anchor. Yeah. Um, although he may have, it actually may have been like a Verport uh, uh, pseudonym or something. But Oh, really? It might have. I don't that's know. That's why he disappeared when John died. But it could be. Never hey. saw him in the same place at the same time. I did actually once, but... You, know. you met John. John was a big, was a big guy, a was real a big, big guy. guy. Yes. Um, so he could have had, he could have been hiding somebody behind him, and he I never would have been known. the whole time. This <laughs> sat on somebody. But um, I actually died found, young. I found the thirties, wasn't? I found some. Yeah, I think so. Thirties, Yeah. I found some uh, photo negatives in my. Uh, I saw that, and and I I was able to, you know, convert. I saw Joe Orlando at a drawing table. No, one was. Um, uh, it was Frank Giacoya. Oh, and you flipped it, or you asked uh, yeah, somebody asked. Yeah, yeah, I'd gotten it wrong in the, the app, you know, the free app I was those using. Those were your photos you took? No, those were from my brother's uh, oh, stuff. Oh, Alan, yeah. So, and the envelope said uh, Marvel circa 1969. So, um, really? there were a bunch of. Yeah, what was Alan doing there in 69? Bothering people. I was going to say, he didn't start working there until no, the 70s. He was a fan, he went up there. You know. They let you go in? Yeah. Really? Please. You just walk into Marvel's back in the day, the office. You got past. Uh, Pretty much. What was her name? This Flo? Flo. Secretary. Yeah, Flo Steinberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if they knew you, yeah. And there Roy was hanging out. 
being Roy. Whatever, yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. weird. I used to, you know, used to be able to they go used to have tours. I remember they had tours in the I 70s. I went on the tours in the 60s. No, even in the 70s, because somebody went there and they said, oh, look, there's Jim Shooter. And just ran by and slammed the door. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, at Marvel. Marvel oh, did, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, DC, uh, DC had, tours? had tours in oh, the no 60s. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah I, I went on a few. Did you see anybody when you were there? Oh, like, sure. With Julie? And so Julie, I saw Murray Boltonoff. Uh, Neil was there one time. Working Jack Abbott there? Uh, I probably saw Jack. Oh. So yeah. Saul Harrison. Carmine? Carmine. I did not see until no. later. Oh. Um, 1971. Were they actually working there, or just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They like were like typing or production stuff? Julie was in his office. Uh, Neil and and Murphy Anderson was in another. Drawing Neil board. Adams was there. Yeah, he was uh, you know doing some touch up or finishing oh, okay. a page or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a bullpen. There was, you know a few drawing Legit. tables. Yeah, yeah. So you know guys would Art- come in and some guys would just come in and work there. Was Neil? A- so uh, yeah, but I I, I want to. So I, you want to put this book together? I want to put this book together. I want to talk to yeah. People. Why they're still here? While they're still here, I mean you know. A lot of people, I started to write down on the list, like, oh, shit, they just, this guy just died. That guy, you know, we lost him. We don't have the, you know. So there's a whole bunch of people um, that I want to talk to. And uh, Marvel and DC. Steve Skeets. Skates? Skates. Um, I say Skeets. You say Skeets, but you say it wrong. S-K-E-A-T-E-S. S-K-E-A-T-E-S. Skates. Oh. He pronounced it Skates. Well, I've always wanted to bring him to the show. He's upstate New York. Yeah, Alfred. Not too far. Yeah. No. Swamp Thing. A bunch of other books. He did. Yeah, no. He was, he, he did a Flash. lot of work for Marvel and DC. and, and Marvel, Warren not so and, much. Marvel yeah. and like a couple of things yeah. then out the door. But DC and I did a bunch of stuff for Marvel. Yeah. Uh, for uh, Warren as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see him. I haven't seen him in 50 yeah. years. Dog's age. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'd love to talk to these well, guys. That's, you know? So that's what you got going. Yeah, currently available on Amazon.com is what? Valhalla and the uh, JSA. JSA. JSA Ragnarok. Ragnarok, I'm sorry. Right. Wrong um, uh, afterlife. That's right. And You uh, should do one called Valhalla. What the hell are you doing? Uh, Get to it. Uh, Go uh, home sure. right now. No, I, I'm, I'm working on two other novels, so I don't need to start another one. Um, is Hitler's Bellhop still available? <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, in, um, um, See, that's a real book. People think I'm joking. Yeah. That's, that's one well, of your books. The, the book is called In My Shorts. In Your Shorts, yes. Uh, Hitler's Bellhop and other No stories. offense, but that also title is Burt Ward's. Uh, his is called In My Trunks. In My Trunks. Okay, just to make I sure. I have a signed copy. Of In My Trunks. Did you and give him In My Shorts? No. You should have. I hadn't. You should have switched it, underwear right there. No, but you know what he signed it with? His penis? A Sharpie. Come oh. on. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> I you so, know, he married the heir to the DuPont fortune. I du- know. Uh, and then she dis- got disowned. <laughs> well. It's true. He told me. The man sat yeah. there and told me the story. <laughs> I don't know why. He just literally, at Terrificon, he sat down with me. And I'm talking, how's it going, Bert? Yeah, everything's good. You know, Mitch, my wife was the daughter of the richest man in the world. I go, where are we going with this? And then he offered her $20 million not to marry me. That's what And she, uh, no, he offered... No, no. He offered him $20 million not to marry her. And he said, no, sir, I love her. I'm going to marry her. And then she found out. She goes, what a stupid schmuck you are. You should have taken the $20 million. Yes, and yeah. then we would have gone And we would have gone and eloped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's something. Why he told me, I don't know. I don't know. I it just, just out of nowhere. Like, why are you telling me these things? I, uh, because uh, DuPont, uh, the modern modern miracle of chemicals. That's I right. Know. You see, they're name of big tankers. But uh, anyway, Burt Ward, uh, sure. And uh, there's also direct comments available, which is the, the aforementioned that, yeah. book of uh, 
of, of interviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, and my latest is a collection of short stories and a new novella called uh, uh, The Devil and Leo Persky. Who's that? Uh, Leo Persky is a reporter for oh, a, uh, yes. a thinly disguised Weekly World News mm-hmm. uh, in a world in which everything they publish is true. So, hilarity ensues. That's uh, available right now. Available right now in paperback. Based on your days when you worked at the World Weekly News? Uh, uh, it was the Weekly World News, but although I do call it the World Weekly News in yeah, the book. In the book, yeah, but, um, for uh, lawsuit purposes. Uh, yeah. Is Bat Boy real? Uh, uh, Speaking of say. Robin, Bat Boy is uh, was uh, was 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 a really yeah 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 that was something I remember seeing those covers hideous. <laughs> Elvis was alive like every other issue. Well, uh, Elvis Weekly, and UFOs. Weekly World News um, it, it instigated the Elvis sightings. It, it yeah, was, that they were the first uh, uh, publication. I thought it was Examiner. No, it was now. Did people really buy that thinking it was real? Because I used to see it on the stands at the checkout counters next to the Star, the Inquirer. There would be the World Weekly News. Like you two know this one's a joke, right? I um I I had people. No. Yeah. Uh, Thought it was legit. A neighbor's father. Every Thursday, they lived in uh, 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 West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, every week they'd go down to Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when he found out I was working for the Weekly World News, it was like, nah, nah, where do you get your stories? <laughs> and I started to, we had a kind of, you know, a joke. It was a po- step above Mad Magazine. Yeah, I, we, we had a joke policy uh, in that we maintained the fiction. It was all real. We always maintained, you know, in public the of fiction course. that all of this is real. Um, and I was about to do that with this with this guy, but my ex-wife kind of gave me one of those nudges going, Why don't, tell him there's no Santa Don't Claus. mess with Lloyd. Yeah. Tell him the truth. Yeah. I said, no, Lloyd, we make it all up. Oh, you've ruined it. Well, that's, you know, that was my ex-wife. I didn't know Blame that. Uh, <laughs> well, why did that cease publication? Because uh, uh, it wasn't making money. Well, or there's that. Yeah, well... I was brought in uh, for the last year and a half. It was mm. being published. Mm. I, that's when I came in. Yeah. And not only was I uh, writing... 2010, 2011. No, uh, 2006 <coughs> to 2007. <Bless> 2007, <coughs> bless you. Can... Yeah, that's when it, it stopped publication in August of 2007. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, did they try to revive it or something? There, were some online... there was a guy that came around in 2010 with the papers and it was like he came to the, the comic oh, did convention he? okay yeah yeah and he said yeah. oh we're trying to get this I, off the I ground i know what you mean yeah, yeah and i'm like and i thought it was dead as a they're tournament. still trying to get it off the ground um but it's only like you know 15 did years bob greenberger work with that yeah bob was our that's what i'm thinking of. maybe it was yeah. green bob yeah. yeah um and uh part of what i was also brought on to do was try to get some licensing mm. and stuff going and i had like um, making bat boy dolls in fact, I had uh, I was working on a deal with um, uh, with uh, uh, Dark Horse, I think it was. Dark Horse means yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Horse to do uh, to do Bat Boy and other. Hmm. I even had turnarounds, you know, no kidding. done for a Bat Boy action figure. No kidding. We had a fifty thousand dollar contract with Random House for two books, one of which was completed. Two books about what? Weekly World News stuff. Oh, oh wow. Um, and uh, who knew? I had just gotten a deal with Diamond to distribute Weekly World News to comic shops. They were going to take two thousand. Oh. They were going to take two thousand copies a week. So what happened? Um, no the, money. The, no, the distributor shot it down. 
our distributor shot it down. What the hell? Because the main... What's a bigger cut? You wouldn't get any cut. There's no returns on this. This, this is... Oh, that was like a regular newspaper? I thought it was like a magazine, like you ripped the cover and you sent it back. Like, there were returns, yeah. But also when most of our sales were through Walmart, and Walmart charges you for the uh, publication in the, in the rack whether it sells or not. Really? So we're paying 50 cents a copy. How do you make Even money on something that costs 50 cents? Bingo. Well, it was a $3. You know, was it that much? Yeah, it was like $2.95 Jesus. or something like that at that time. A waste of money. But, um, no, it wasn't. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, so... That was your biggest distribution with Walmart? Yeah. Is that but, funny now? But um, uh, the Diamond deal would have, uh, would have actually put us in the black by about 300000 but uh, mystified that much. The distributor shot it down, and the funny thing is, mm. this is American Media Inc. Yeah. You know who owns uh, Inquirer and all that. Yeah, stuff. that's what I'm saying. It was on the stands next yeah. to it. Um, Those are still out there. They own their own distribution company. What? Yeah. So the internal distributor didn't want the competition from Diamond. So that's the, so weird. Yeah. No, it was, it was shooting off its you know, yeah shooting off its own toe, but. So the magazine uh, folded because yeah, it wasn't making it's a money. Shame. Yeah, it was. It was very best, creative. Best gig I ever had. Really? Oh, it was great. Awesome. You also worked at Fantastic Films and all those other magazines I used to read in the seventies and eighties. I worked on a magazine called Video Action, which was Video published Action by the same yes. people as yeah. Fantastic Films. Yeah, that was Fantastic Films was kind of like the poor man's version of Starlog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's cross press releases and you would just package it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. It was a good magazine. It Michael, was. Uh, Michael Stein yeah. was the editor. Yeah. Um, he was uh, no Terry Quinn, but, you know. He was good. Oh, Michael, was. I like Michael. He was a good guy. Uh, he was also our art director on video action. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that was in, when I was living in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, it, it was just, it was, you know, the, the pay was great. Um, I had gone from a job where I had to, you know, put out six or eight, you know, comic book titles a month versus uh, uh, one where I was expected to do four 48-page tabloids mm. a month. It's mm. like, you know, I can do that. I can. Yeah. that do you know who's coming to the show that you might know? Whom? Don Glute. I only vaguely knew Don. Because Don, Don Glute wrote the comic stories that were in the He-Man toys, the little... Yes comics that were inside there. And you wrote the comic book. Were those based on his stuff? You just like repurposed it? I had never seen it. Oh, you never saw those? I don't know which came first, actually. I thought the toy came first and then the comic book? I saw the toys. The the guy from Mattel came in. Yeah, it was like Uh, 83, 82. Whatever it was, he came in. We were just... He brought in a box of prototypes. Mm. So the the toys weren't in production yet. Oh, okay. when, When I started... And yeah, you wrote that com- Superman. I wrote the uh, I wrote the DC Comics presents. Yes, uh, a sixteen page insert and uh, uh, three issues of Masters of the Universe. Yeah, right. Com- yeah, but so when we started, so that's before the cartoon or anything. Yeah, my understanding, and again, I never watched or no, I up never have. Honestly, stuff. I never have. My either. understanding is a lot of the basic universe was. Adapted from uh, that stuff? Taken from what I, I had done. But again, Did you come up with the names of the things? Like Eterna or something? No, that, that was all. That was all theirs? I think that was all. Yeah, that was So all. I'll ask Lute when he comes, like when he did those little I'm gonna books. I'm going to ask Why don't you do us a panel? You could do a toy panel. Why don't you do I yeah. like that. You know those toy panels work because you did the superpowers. Yeah. You did that. And then I got Golden there. They got Shooter. 
Because well, Shooter probably won his own panel, but he's got all those licensing things. He yeah, was like yeah. the Secret, king of license. The Secret Wars stuff. Secret Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. They, Marvel was doing tons of license. Rom, mm-hmm. Micronauts, Shogun Warriors, yeah. GI Joe. That was yeah. all Crystal toys. Warriors. Crystal War. Yeah, Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, that took uh, me confused with the drink. But yeah, yeah, I happened. You know who else is coming to the show? Bob B- Bob Badinsky. Bob Badinsky. Badinsky. He's, he's the guy that did a lot of Transformer stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. He wrote that. So, do all the toys are popular. Yeah. Still so, around. schedule the panel. Mm-hmm. And I got, it's the thirty it's the 40th anniversary of G.I. Joe. Oh, okay. So, I have a lot of the voice actors coming. Cool. That were that. People like the voice actor stuff. They do. Do you know who else is coming to the show? Who? You. I'll be there. You'll be there. This will be your 10th year at one of my shows. Wow. I can't get rid of you. Ten, a decade of Paul. I started on your second show. You, you, my shows were the Trouble Marriott, I was where at, you brought Michael Jan Friedman one yes. year, mm-hmm. and he was surprised how polite people were in Connecticut. I always remember that. Like He's I don't know from what Long he Island, thought. You know? Oh yeah, and then uh, you were there the following year. Mm-hmm. You signed my um, Spider-Man novel number nine, yeah. Showdown with the Kingpin. I told you that the nun yelled at me for reading it, and you wrote the nuns. nuns the nuns were wrong. wrong. I see that book on my shelf all the time. It used to have value, but now you ruin it by I, writing inside I, of it. Yeah. That's what I always say to people. So why do you don't, want me to scribble all over this and ruin it? I don't know why they don't sign the inside like they used to. Yeah. Because the cover, you ruin the cover. I'm like, that's, as a kid, you put a pen mark. That's not mint anymore. Yeah. Now it's like they put Sharpies all over the goddamn thing. Now I'll just sign all my own books. That's what's so funny. If you slam. get a lot of old books and you open them up, sometimes you'll see. Oh, I know. Jack Kirby, Bill Sienkiewicz. I got a couple books at It home. was only, uh, I remember... I think Forever. McFarland started that in the 90s, that signing the cover I stuff. I think it was Stan, actually. Probably Stan just to Stan make was, yeah, go quick. I got some Stan books signed by him. Yeah. But, no, I, I, for most of my career, it was signing on the Inside, first page. Yeah. 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 But then a few years ago... Even novels, like, like when you go get a book signed or yeah. something, you, they always open always, it up. I always sign it on the title page. Title yeah. page, yeah. Interesting. So, yes, there'll be a lot of other people there. Good, looking forward to it. Look at that, July 29th to the 31st. Wow. And what, my old friend uh, Howard's coming back? Mackie? No, Chaykin. Oh, that, yes. I, you do not like Howard Mackey? I like Howard Mackey. Well, he's but a you're lovely fella, but, you know. Do you want to I, sit next to Howard Chaykin again? I always love Do you like talking there. about Brooklyn with him? Are you kidding? Are you? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> I think he enjoys it. No, I, I, I so, we, we I, go I'd back. Like to ask you a question. Yeah, go yes. ahead. Um, a true comic book person. How much would they be looking out to be in the same restaurant as you? Oh, God. Him? I think they'd be running for the uh, exit. Do, don't be offended. I don't know names. No. There's no reason why you would. I am no, I am, I am a fish in a small pond. He yeah. is. Oh, oh, okay. Like that big. Yeah. Um, I, I, it dep- what would he be known for? Killing Archie. I killed Archie. From Archie and Jughead. Um, I, I, uh, I killed, I killed Miss Grundy too. Did you kill her? Yeah, she died in that six. book? Yeah, yeah, I killed wow, her in that book. Wow, you're a bastard. Killed Vigilante, Did killed Aqua Baby. Did you kill uh, Mr. Weatherby? Uh, no, I let him live. See, I gave him Alzheimer's uh, in my book. Okay, this is straight comedy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, it's I, true. I, I, I have killed, I, He's like the Grim Reaper of comics. He keeps I, killing yeah, people. Yeah, I'm a comic book serial killer. Yeah, every time he's on I've been killing characters for like 40 years. I don't know why. My first, the first, Regular title Aquaman. I ever got to write was Aquaman. He killed his kid, and I killed a kid. Yeah, Aquaman. Aquababy. Yeah, Aquababy. I, I, right. I, that was on the cover. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, it's a tombstone. I yeah. have that. Yeah, and there's a mirror screaming at him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who would write such a book? And here I am. Here you are. I just bought you lunch. That's right. How sad is that? Um, what a small world, isn't it? Got in trouble. The nuns terrified me for killing Aquababy. <laughs> 
And now I bought you here at lunch. And I also yes, wrote Superman and Supergirl and Superboy. And, no and crypto. I, you know the Peacemaker, uh, that uh, miniseries on uh, HBO? HBO. The Suicide Squad? I, I've heard of it. Yeah. I wrote that character he back. He did. In, yeah. I didn't create him, but I wrote him back in the... Uh, in the 80s and okay. a lot of what's on that show Can you do some of those based like on the character I, I did Captain so. America goes to the dentist Can you do some of those Captain America oh, the aim giveaway you know the toothpaste I didn't work. do any toothpaste I no, gave, no. I gave, you did the computer one I did the I did, Radio Shack I did the three or four of those yeah, that's what I was going to say the, the, I know TRS, the, the TRS the TRS the TRS right. AD uh, supercomputer yeah. yes. yes the Tandy the Tandy, uh, the Tandy, the Tandy. computer that's with right. that was you Shauna and Alex yes back in the day in the 80s I have them. What is this? Uh, oh, there, there was a, it was, a it Radio was, Shack. They used to give out comic books. Th- when they first computers. introduced their PC in the 80s. The Tandy. They, I'm an IT guy, by the way. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know he the would write this stuff. I have heard it, it referenced yeah. Yes, it was a joke. I've never used and they, uh, uh, Radio Shack, did yeah. a whole series of comic books starring these two kids, Shayna and Alex, the Tandy computer whiz kids. Where'd you come up with those guys? Who uh, I did... Oh, I was going to say, whose, whose kids were those? Um, and um, and there were, I did two for DC Comics, one with, no, one for DC, with Wonder Woman, Superman and Wonder Woman, mm. and Lex Luthor. And then I did Who like, drew that, Garcia? Uh, no, that was Kurt Swan. Oh. And then I did three. Oh, he did Atari Force. And then I did three of, I two or three for, for Archie, uh, the Dick Ayers drew. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember that? Atari Force. Yeah. That's when DC did those I big... Wrote, I, you wrote some of those? Some backups, yeah. Yeah. No, it came out in a big trade. Was it like a graphic novel? Oh. I could swear they did like a big graphic novel. With Garcia uh, Lopez did it. No, Garcia... Michael uh, Lopes wrote it. Jerry Conway was right. Was Jerry? No. Yeah. He's going to be at the show. Yes, I'm, I'm excited Jerry about Conway's going to be there. forward to seeing yeah. him. What other your cohorts from the old times? Jerry? Mm. Well, Starlin. Well, you didn't know Starlin. Shooter? You didn't know Shooter. Oh, shit. I used to play poker with him. Did you know? In the 70s. Oh. At the Levitz's place. A lot of, lot of folks. A lot of folks. I was, uh, I don't think he was at the game where I folded on a uh, Royal Flush, but... Larry Hama might be there. We just don't know. I said, Larry, do you want to come to the show? Because if I'm still alive, I'll be there. I go, is that a I yes? Need, I need something I more. don't, I need it more concrete than <laughs> if I'm still alive, I'll be yeah, there. Yeah, I think he, he seems to be okay. Pat Broderick will be there. For the hell of it, just he would. He's a weapons guy. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! It, I field stripping machine guns. I heard in his <laughs> office. Yeah, machine. I once walked in on him when I was writing for Crazy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was the editor. I walked in on him, and it's like he's like a bazooka covering yeah. stuff up on the desk. And, and when they see it's me, yeah. they move the paper. It's like him and his friend were taking apart a handgun. Yeah, just exactly. to look at the whatever. Yeah, and I was like, you know, close the door. Close. So, <laughs> So it's going to be fun this summer, huh? I'm looking forward to it. I am too. Drive safely, tip your waiter. It's been fun, hasn't it? It has been. It's been something. It's been Thursday. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.